Hi, my name is Juliette, and I'm the host for this podcast. Come January, God willing, I should be ordained as a rabbi. And in Judaism, there's a specific portion, a reading, we call it a parsha from the Torah, which is the Hebrew Bible for every week of the year. As we go through these readings week by week, in order from the beginning of the Torah to the end, from the beginning of the Jewish year to the end, we analyze the stories and we comment on them. Of course, connecting them to real life, to contemporary life, is how these ancient stories come alive, which is one of my great passions as a rabbi. I hope you'll accompany me as I tell these stories of Torah and of my life and the lives of others. If you miss an episode, you can always go back and find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for coming on this ancient and contemporary journey with me. You can also visit my website, lenegditamid.us. That's L-N-E-G-D-I-T-A-M-I-D dot us, not dot com, dot us. Okay, so for today's episode, words, miracles, life expectancy, and other things. You know, I was thinking about whether I would, I've been thinking for a long time whether I was going to talk about my health challenges and um, on my podcast, in my blog, It seems like everyone else is coming out these days, so I might as well too. Because I always struggle with how much to share of my personal life, especially when it comes to my health. It's embarrassing because people often don't understand, especially if it's an invisible illness like migraines or fatigue. In subtle and not so subtle ways, our culture teaches that illness is a personal deficiency. If we do all the right things, it's in our power, whether it's conventional, non-conventional medicine, or a combination, we can beat it. The other part that's hard is that everyone wants to offer their words of wisdom and a miracle cure. You try, you hope, you put all your faith in it. I can't tell you how many times I've done that over the last 20 years or so, but still your expectations about things and life should work out, well, they mostly just don't work out the way you expect them to. I mean, some people, some things do, but most things, no. Life takes us by surprise. Before the pandemic, I had chronic fatigue for almost 20 years, almost. And just when I thought I was done with it, I thought I had overcome it with all these amazing techniques that I learned, all my tool, I had such a, I have such a big toolbox. Um, I got COVID and I've had it twice now. And that didn't help my expectations for my health and my life to change for the better. Then, In order to finish my last year of seminary, I expect to be ordained this coming January, God willing, expect our expectations. I pushed hard and I crammed a lot in because I just wanted to get it done and get on with my life. Go to the next phase. I'm done with studying, right? We want to finish things and see what's going to happen next. 
And after I finally handed in my final coursework from the year, it was a very intense year, and completed the last two intensive weeks of study in early July, which I talked about in previous podcasts, in previous episodes, I crashed. And if you have experienced being bedridden fairly often or for long periods of time, you understand. You don't want to tell people yet again that you're too fatigued, you have a migraine, whatever it is. It's like, you can't just say, oh, I'm, f- I'm fatigued, I'm tired. Oh, then you have to explain. It's like, yeah, it's my thing. And it's embarrassing. I feel that people are judgmental. They don't understand. So I come up with some other excuse, maybe. And even more than that, you just want to get on with life in the usual way usual in quotes. I, I want to get on with all of my accomplishments, like becoming a rabbi, but I don't know when that will be. And maybe you, my dear listener, have had that same experience. Often the symptoms are inconsistent, so you start wondering if it could be something else, maybe worse, Like with the pandemic, there are lots of unanswered questions and expectations for COVID's trajectory and for how your life should be after you recover. I mean, the things that I've had doctors say to me, oh, well, long COVID, usually we don't see that, blah, blah. So it's, again, questioning, even when I'm talking to a doctor, questioning, even once they've decided, oh, there is a thing called long COVID, oh, but it's not the way you're talking about it, so that probably isn't the case, right? It's like already doubting me. And I, so, you know, you learn to shut up. So like with COVID also like thinking about, you know, if we didn't have a miracle cure, if we didn't have a miracle cure for COVID, then the vaccine was supposed to be a miracle prevention. Well, I heard two really fascinating episodes of podcasts on Insights at the Edge. It's from SoundsTrue.com. I guess that's becoming my, um, Sounds True is becoming my, my substitute for Krista Tippett because she's not doing it weekly anymore. And thank God I discovered Sounds True. It's amazing. And um, so one of the ex- episodes is called The Life-Changing Science of Spontaneous Healing. Go find it. Google Insights at the Edge um, or go to Sounds True Podcasts, you'll find it. Um, So the life-changing science of spontaneous healing. And the answer, it was fascinating and it was amazing. And the answer to that in, in a nutshell is healing, spontaneous healing is actually not spontaneous but the information is very exciting. And the other episode, and empowering, and the other episode is called, Is There a Holy Grail of Healing? And again, the answer is no. I love that holy grail, bringing it into the holy realm, right? Um, There are no miracles, she says. Though again, that doesn't mean there's no hope. It just means it's way more complicated than we think. And since it's more complicated, you still end up in bed and struggling with your thoughts 
And if you've spent long periods of time in bed, if you have spent long periods of time in bed, then you know that your mind goes in all different directions. This time for me, I was doing a lot of life review. I don't know how that happened. It just happened. I I started, it, of course, it was after I stopped catastrophizing and imagining all the worst and why and going through this why me, you know, feeling sorry for myself. And I had finally sunk into acceptance of where I was. And then something really wonderful happened. My mind started going back over my life. And I started to think, well, okay, I'm turning 60 in a few weeks. How amazing. In past generations, past past centuries, people, there wasn't this life expectancy that we talk about now. But if you lived till 60, that was a long, good life. May, I don't know about good, but it was long, right? I mean, it's not that people didn't live beyond 60, but so many people died in, you know, as babies or in childbirth or in the first few years of life, in the first year of life. It was just such a common occurrence. You never knew when you were going to die. Now we have this expectation, which is totally unreasonable. I mean, it's not unreasonable, except, you know, it's like medical science has taught us that and the fact that more people are living longer. So here I was thinking about my life and I started to think of how incredibly lucky I've been. And, you know, it's been a hard life. It doesn't mean that it's been easy. It's been a lot easier than a lot of people out there. And just the fact that I'm alive is amazing for almost 60 years. And what a truly amazing life I've had so far. And the thought came that, that if I were to die tomorrow or today, it could be today, I would be satisfied. I, and I cried. I cried in so much gratitude. And don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want to die. I want to be healthy and strong when my daughter, for instance, gets married in September. And in my darker moments, I do begin to worry that I won't be. And there are so many other things that I still want to do and experience. But the place I ended up was I have had so much love in my life. And that's really all that matters. My dreams of what else I want to do don't matter at all, really. All the accomplishments, the competition, the envy. Oh, that person is doing that. Why can't I? Why didn't they pick me? Oh, this other person is doing that thing. Oh, why can't it be me? Why isn't it coming to me? Why aren't I doing those things? And what what came to me was, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. It's just our stupid, petty human stuff. Really, in the end, I feel like the big lesson is that only love matters. Really, only the love. I'm not saying the other stuff is not important. Of course, we're here. We're here on earth, I believe, to to grow and to mature and to to change and to to come to these realizations. And for me, I have to keep love in mind. I have to keep it in mind that love is really the only thing that matters at this point because I don't know when I will die. Moses does, sort of. He knows that he's not going to enter the promised land. God's told him that. 
And this week in the Parsha, we're starting Deuteronomy, the last book of the five books of Moses. And the very first Parsha is called Devarim, which translates properly into words or things. Thus my title, other things. I don't know if it's words or things, but Moses here does a, talks a lot. There's a lot of words. And he does a he does a life review. He knows that he's going to go up on the mountain and die just like his brother Aaron did. And because because he God has told him so. And most of this parsha Moses is talking and he talks to the Israelites and reviews their journey step by step from slavery into and through the desert over the past almost 40 years. And he reminds them how bad they've been, not having faith in God's miracles. God has shown them so many miracles, yet they still have so little faith. Moses speaks with a lot of frustration. The current generation will not enter the promised land because of this. God is angry with this stiff-necked people. But in the same breath, Moses says, and I, I love this, this was really interesting. You've been, you know, you haven't had enough faith. You've been bad. And you know what? Me too. God was mad at you. Guess what? God was mad at me too. I won't enter the promised land either because God was angry at me also. Moses reminds them of one of the miracles that God performed for the people when Moses himself showed a lack of faith. The people were thirsty and God told Moses, speak to the rock and water will come forth. Instead, Moses hits the rock. So yeah, me too, Moses says. Now that this current living generation has experienced a pandemic, now I'm talking about our times, more people understand what I'm going through, though now it's transformed to long COVID. And I kind of use that like, oh, at least now people understand long COVID. Like they've heard of that. The whole first year was such a struggle. Like, oh, why am I still having all these COVID symptoms? The doctors told me that I would be better after two weeks. And I'm not. And it went on and on and on. And finally, oh, long COVID, you know, that's a thing. Like, oh, oh, wow, what a relief. Other people understand this. I'm not alone. But it took a long time even for that. And so I don't want to go back to telling people, oh, I have, I have chronic fatigue. It, it irritates, you know, it, it apparently, it brings back your chronic fatigue if that's something that you suffered from. So that's what I'm suffering from. And it's frustrating. And, and as much as I don't draw pleasure from other people's suffering, it's nice to be understood better at this point. It's nice to hear me too. People have kind of stopped offering me miracle cures. They just commiserate. They bring their love and their affection. They don't try to fix it anymore. Not as much. That's been an interesting change. The challenge for me, like Moses, I suppose, and like everyone else out there, like all of you guys, is to retain that feeling of all that matters is love, and I'm so lucky to have it in my life. All the rest is bonus.
And that doesn't negate people's problems. It doesn't negate the struggles of life and the suffering. But if we can remember that love in our life is the most important thing, not our accomplishments and our... Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm talking as a person who has, who has struggled financially too, my whole life. I've struggled with money. So, um, yeah, I'm privileged, but I'm also, I'm also struggling in many, many different ways. But I want to keep the flow of love front and center in my awareness. That's what I want to focus on. I want to keep reminding myself that no miracle is greater than the type of conversations that I can have with other people that keep love flowing. Because for all of our thirst, the thing that quenches it most is love. Shabbat Shalom. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.